I'm going to invite uh, Todd to come up and minister the word. Come on up, brother. Let's everybody welcome Todd. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor Todd. Well, good morning. I, I did uh, my amateur rookie mistake last night and didn't plug in my, uh, my Microsoft Surface Pro. And so I turned it on a little bit ago and it went dead, so I plugged it in real quick. Uh, I stayed on night at my mom's house last night, and uh, I don't know if you know electronics don't work well, and the batteries go a lot, you know, deader in the cold. Well, my mom turned the heat on 46 when we went to bed last night, <laughs> and uh, I had enough blankets on the bed to feel like there was about 10 pounds of potatoes laying on top of me, uh, but I, I survived. It was hard getting out of bed because, you know, you get out and then you go, oh, get back in and going like, oh, okay, this is ridiculous. Mom, if you need help for the gas bill. <laughs> but that's just the way she grew up and she never going to change. So no matter what, I, luckily I, she's not going to listen to this. So anyway, I, I remember when I lived back in, in Idaho, every once in a while I'd say something and I'm going like, I I'm really hoping mom, mom don't get a hold of this message because I would have one of those phone calls. Todd! You know, but anyway, let's jump right into the word today. I want to talk to you about something that has kind of been a growing thing in my heart, in my life over the last several years. Uh, the Lord kind of gave me a revelation about Thanksgiving several years ago, and I kind of have been building on that uh, revelation for the last, you know, let's say eight or nine years. And so, uh, I've just been, really been praying about that again this week as we approach Thanksgiving. And one of the things that I realize every year when I get back to this and the Lord brings, you know, the revelation again, you feel convicted because you're going like, man, you know, you know that, you know, you have people a lot of times that know you real well that are going to hear you preach and they're going like, well, you don't do that, you know. So then you're thinking like, oh, okay. So I will preface this right up front that uh, I had to do some repenting and praying and asking the Lord forgive me for my mouth, all that kind of stuff leading up to sharing this. So I'm under the blood, okay? And uh, so anything that is not been a really uh, exemplifying a thankful heart in the in the past you know several months you know we we've been going through this tr transition of moving here and even though it's been exciting a lot of things good good it's still so easy to just get ungrateful uh, and be complaining and murmuring and bickering and you're you know one of the things i just want to kind of start with today and it, is that we must understand that so much of our life we live with a perspective of earth instead of heaven. That we see things through the earthly realm, through the natural instead of the heavenly realm. And there's principles in the natural and there's principles in the, in the spiritual. In God's kingdom, there's principles. You know, there's a principle several years ago, uh, my brother was climbing out of a tree stand and, and he slipped and there's a principle called gravity. And he fell 27 feet and, and was in really bad shape. And that's a, that is a principle in the natural. How many know if you jump off a cliff, gravity's going to take over? That's a principle. But what we have to understand is that we've become very accustomed and familiar to the principles in the natural, but we often take for granted or we take lightly the, the principles of the kingdom or the spiritual. 
And what you, I was thinking about this in a, like a weird contrast to that with gravity this morning, that there is the kingdom, the spiritual, that the principles in the kingdom are superior to the, king, uh, to the principles in the natural. Just think about Elijah. He, he, he broke gravity and ascended when Jesus was standing there in front of them. How many know the, the principle in the natural of gravity was not going to take over because the kingdom principle took over and he ascended? And so what we have to understand is a lot of times when we talk about subject matters like Thanksgiving today, this is a kingdom principle. And what we have to understand, there is results that come from those souls in our lives. And so I was thinking about that in John chapter 6, I believe it is, that is the 10 lepers were healed, you remember? And it says one of them, while he was going, he was completely healed, and he is one, there's only a tenth, a tithe, that one came back, and what did he do? He gave thanks to Jesus. He gave thanks. And then Jesus says an additional thing to him. He says, I'm paraphrasing this a little bit, but he says, everything in your life be made whole right now. Now, I, I, what I really believe is there was even a greater fulfillment of anointing and healing that happened for the one because of the principle of thanksgiving. And th so I want to just kind of share this in a way talking about releasing the power of thanksgiving. It is a principle of the kingdom of God, and when we enact this principle, we'll see the results of God's power released in our lives, our family, and in our church. Amen? And uh, there's so much I was thinking about. What do you think about when you say thanksgiving? You know, we've been thinking about how much money that we have to spend this year on the meal. We think about how, you know, how we're going to feel you know, about three or four o'clock, if you guys eat around one, you'll be dozing, you know, on the couch because you've ate so much and the tryptophan of the turkey will release, be released. But the reality is that the principle of thanksgiving is throughout the scriptures. It's throughout the Bible. I was thinking about this this morning. Do you know that King David that we, you know, we talked about in Psalm 61, that he, he is one of the only people in the Bible that led the children of Israel that never lost one single battle. I went back this morning to make sure I was correct on this because I didn't want somebody to fact check me, okay? So, but he never lost one, one battle his entire reign. His, even from the time he was a little boy de defeating Goliath, he never, he never lost one battle. And what is a principle about King David that is so uh, highlighting, so central to his life? He was a man that lived thankful to God. I mean, he's the one that wrote so many of the Psalms that talk about Thanksgiving, entering into the places of God's presence by going through the gates of Thanksgiving. And one of the realities that I realized when I was thinking about this week was the power of Thanksgiving releases uh, the, the power of God. The miraculous takes place. I was thinking about, you think about the, uh, the, the, you know, the loaves and the fishes. When Jesus, it says that they had very little, right? And he gave thanks. Say, he gave thanks. Now, if Jesus releases the power of thanksgiving and miracles happen, how many know he's setting a precedent for our lives? He, he gave thanks, and what happened? There was, there was leftovers, you know? It's like a big Thanksgiving meal. There was leftovers, right? So there was leftovers because of the power of thanksgiving. And so the 
enemy, now this is, if you get nothing else this morning, get this. The enemy understands that the power of thanksgiving through your life releases the miraculous. So what is he going to do? He's going to do everything possible in our hearts, in our minds, to get us into a position or perspective of being unthankful and being ungrateful. And then he'd love to get your mouth to get, you know, partner up with him to release ungratefulness, unthankfulness. And in that, it begins to limit what God wants to do in our lives and our families, releasing the power of God. And I was thinking about this in in, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 2. It says, for people will love only themselves and money. They will be boastful, proud, scoffing God, disobedient to parents, and ungrateful. What is that talking about? It's talking about in the last days. So what is, what is going to be a picture in the last days? It, it is this heart of being ungrateful. Do you know that if you think about the past, that there was something that was uh, of Christianity that was in the culture of America, that even people who were not professing Christians had more thankfulness and gratefulness that was in their in the culture of America than often what we even see in the among believers and Christians today. So it's it it it's that place of being ungrateful, unthankful. And I got so much I'll go quickly. Funny cartoon here. God gives his first uh press conference and it's and the people are yelling, yeah, yeah, but what have you done for me lately? <laughs> he created the world, he died, you know, all the what have you done for me lately? And, and so that, how many know, if Jesus did not do one more thing for your life, that he still deserves your thanksgiving. He still deserves your praise. Romans 1 verse 21, for although they knew God, they neither glorified him as, as God, nor gave thanks to him. You see that? Nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile, meaningless, and their foolish hearts were darkened. How many know that we are, we are seeing the results of an unthankful culture in America right now? We're, we're, seeing, we're, we're seeing the results of that. The nine that didn't come back and give thanks. There's something that the enemy has tried to infect our culture with where you, where you see it even from children all the way to adults where there's just this ungrateful attitude an ungrateful culture. And I, I'm going to park here just for a moment. I don't want to, because I want to go to the positive. But why are we often in this culture so unthankful? Number one, we become, the enemy gets us to become envious and greedful, to be, have greed in our heart, envious in our heart. How many know we, we often see what others that we want have, but we often don't see those who don't have what we have in our lives? And so we become very envious instead of grateful, um, that we become, dis- how many ever went through a disappointment? A disappointment, is it's very easy for that ungrateful mindset to get in there, to regret. How, how many, none of you probably have ever had some regrets in your life, but I have. You regret some things, and it just opens your heart. Uh, difficult events, how many have had some difficult events in your life? Or, and then even just a demonic influence where the enemy will send a, just a demonic influence to cause you to, you know, get, get into that ungrateful, unthankful attitude, and then you ruin your day, and you ruin everybody else's day around you, you know? So, uh, I love this quote, if a fellow isn't thankful for what he's got, 
he isn't likely to be thankful for what he's going to get. So, you know, what God, no matter what God gives you, if you're not thankful for where you are, how are you going to be able to go forward? So the results of, uh, of being unthankful and that it's happened in our lives and our culture, number one, unhappiness, just l- that lack of joy. You know, what I've noticed, in, and this is just a sidebar, that people who are tremendously overflowing with thanksgiving are happy people that I like to be around because they're contagious instead of the other kind of contagious, you know. So uh, uh, listen to this proverb. We count our miseries carefully and accept our blessings without much thought. That's, that's called taking things for granted. How many things in our lives are we taking for granted? Uh, according to the scriptures, and we, we don't have time to go there, that when we're unthankful that there's curses that come into our lives, that we are dishonoring others, we're dishonoring God. And, you know, uh, not to make this political, but what happens is that in the culture becomes this entitlement mindset. When you're unthankful for what you, what you have and what God wants to do, then you have an entitlement. I deserve this. This should be mine. And then, of course, we move right into murmuring and complaining and bellyaching, right? All people are grateful. Uh, all happy people are grateful. Ungrateful people cannot be happy. We tend to think that being unhappy leads people to complain, but it is truer to say that complaining leads to pe- uh, people becoming unhappy. I don't know why that's a tongue tire there, but some people grumble because roses have thorns. I'm thankful that thorns have roses. Amen? Let me, a few more. Uh, Number six, it breeds negativity. When you're ungrateful, there becomes, like, if you get in a house where everybody's ungrateful, there's this negativity that continues to grow. Uh, Number seven, you have a poor perspective of where you are, where you're going. I had the blues because I had no shoes until up on the street I met a man who had no feet. Number eight, it sets wrong atmospheres. I'm telling you that an atmosphere of thanksgiving is an atmosphere where miracles can take place. The more thanksgiving that we have among us as God's people, the more of an atmosphere for the miraculous to take place in our midst. But if we become a people or families or church that just complains and bellyaches and is murmuring, we are, dis- we are you know, extinguishing the, the, the atmosphere for miracles to take place. Unthankfulness, we burn bridges. Number 10, finally, the destruction of or hindrance to healthy relationships uh, in your life to God, your spouse, uh, your family, your friends. Those uh, relationships are hindered because of being ungrateful. We often take for granted the very people that most deserve our gratitude. Isn't it amazing how the people that have served us and sacrificed and been there for us that we treat bad and then complete strangers, we go, you know, I'm going to like, I'm not talking about treating strangers bad. I'm, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that the people that have, have paid the price for us, that we often treat the worst. And, and God really wants to change that. Now, we're going to do uh, a little bit more of this. But let me, let's stand up right here and just make a declaration. Two, two slide prayer, real small. But just let it come from your heart, okay? 
Father God, we come to you in the name of your son Jesus. We ask you to forgive us for our unthankful hearts that we've expressed by our thoughts, our words, our attitude, and our actions. Cleanse us, O God, by the blood of Jesus and renew right hearts within us, we pray. We renounce every spirit sent to establish unthankfulness in our lives, and we break every generational curse from our families that has led us into buying into the lives of unthankfulness. We choose. Let's start that again, okay? Like, we choose something. We, we're, in, we're becoming intentional, okay? Let's do it. We choose to be a thankful people, and we choose to release the power of thanksgiving from our lives and from City Church. In Jesus' and powerful name, amen. Amen? Amen. Okay, you can be, you can be seated. I got eight minutes. Okay. So what we have to understand is, is staying thankful is going to be a challenge. Has anybody ever felt like it's been a challenge some days to stay thankful? You, you have to be intentional about the people you hang out with. And sometimes you're going, yeah, but I'm married to them. I can't, you know, I'm going to try, you know. But, you know, just lovingly try to, you know, talk about, hey, you're, you're setting an atmosphere. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. You're setting an atmosphere here that, that where the miraculous can't be as easily being able to flow because of the ungratefulness, unthankfulness. And, and just begin to, a lot of times people feel like, you know, we used to have a, 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 a thing that we used to say in our church, you know, fake it till you make it. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you're saying things because you really believe by faith they're true, but you don't feel it. How many ever said things, and sometimes what the enemy makes you do is like, you, it makes you feel guilty. Why are you saying that for? You don't even feel that. Well, I don't go by my feelings. You know, I don't go, I don't, I don't live my life. I, I want to feel good, you know, and get there, but, but I don't go, I don't live my life by my feelings. I live my life by my faith in God. And if God said this is true about me and his word says it's true, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to believe my feelings. I'm going to believe the word and I'm going to speak the word and not going to speak my feelings. Amen? In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, this is actually, I'm, I put a four-part message together in one. So it, 1, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, it says, be thankful in all things. Say that with me. Be thankful in all things. I, I'm not thankful like, you know, like I broke my leg. Oh, I'm thankful. I'm so grateful I broke my leg. That's not what it's talking about. It means that in the midst of whatever I'm going through, that I'm going to keep my heart in thanksgiving to God, not because of what I'm going through, but because of who he is and who he is to me and my life. In all things. Staying thankful in all things is the battle but we have an opportunity to release the power of thanksgiving in the midst of difficulty. We have the, you know, I, I really look at this, I don't, I don't want to overplay it because, you know, a preacher always says, what's the most important thing that you've ever preached on? Whatever I'm preaching on right now, you know, whatever it is in the moment. But the power of thanksgiving, I, I, I you know, if I could just like put it in you, like, I, I believe it's like this secret weapon that we have in the kingdom. 
it, it is like the, the, the secret weapon that the devil doesn't want you to know about. Because if you start becoming a person that's always walking around in Thanksgiving and being thankful and having a grateful heart, it's going to begin to, to change the atmosphere of every place. You, you may go to work every day and go like, I am not thankful for this place. You can change the atmosphere of your work. You can change the atmosphere even at dinner on Thursday. If you've got some people around there, you're going like, ah, but be, you, you are the one that can release the kingdom of God and set the atmosphere. So how do we do that? How do we, how do we release the power of thanksgiving that changes the atmosphere and brings a place for miracles to take place? Number one, it comes from, it's got to start in your heart. It's got to begin in your heart. And sometimes the Lord will do things to just, in a moment, I, you can just have this stinking, rotten attitude, and then the Lord just show up, and in a moment, you're going like, ah, oh, Lord, I'm, I just don't, I'm not partnering with that. I'm not giving in to that. Lord, change my heart. Change my heart. Do you know that the, that the heart of Thanksgiving, in, in, I'm sure as you're, you know, you've got the best worship leader in the world here, that he's probably ta- ta- told you this before. You know, I just, just a sidebar here, and you know, I, I, I know every song that Roger sings. I cannot sing them for you because I cannot sing. And, and I always think to myself is that, why are these songs not out there instead of these selfish worship songs that I have to listen to all the time that are coming, you know, by the place. But we're, we're, we're believing the Lord is going to break out in, in the, 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 the hidden secret here is going to break loose and yeah I, we, we, we'll, but I really feel like that God wants to do some deep work in us so that we're ready for where he's going to take us and what he wants to do through us and I think that it it's always begins with heart issues and so out of the heart flows the issues of life a thankful heart a thankful heart put your hand on your heart Lord, in Jesus' name, all the crud, all the garbage that's tried to get in its heart, to, in, a, in my heart, that's tried to affect it. Oh, just even all the, just the weight of the last two, three years even, just all the things that we've been through, and just, it just feels like that the enemy has tried to even come into our lives, even in a greater way, to rob us from Thanksgiving. God, will you... Will you do something on my heart even right now by your presence? God, convict me, but not only convict me, change me. Change my heart, oh God, in Jesus' name. The second thing, of course, then out of the abundance of the heart, Matthew chapter 12, verse 34, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth's going to speak. I always say that you, if you hang around a person, you know, you, I can kind of guard my mouth for a little bit if you're only around me like, an, like at church on Sunday morning. But if you're hanging around me all the time and at work and, you know, when we're out fishing and all that, the, the heart's going to reveal itself, you know. That's why you're like, I, let me, just let me give you a little bit more time of that person so that I really understand where they're coming from because the mouth is going to reveal. So out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what, what has to begin to happen is that we begin to allow our hearts to be affected by thanksgiving, and then our mouth began to declare thanksgiving to the Lord. This is like, 
little nuggets sometimes just blow my mind. There, there are several places that if you look in the life of David, and I, I, don't, I was kind of just locked in his life this morning, just as my own personal devotion. And, and David went to the temple at times when he wasn't at war 10 times a day. 10 times a day, okay? So it, he, he had the luxury to do that as the king, you know. But he went, he went before the Lord 10 times a day. And when I was studying it, three times of those 10 he prayed for issues and things of the nation. Seven times he went to just give thanks. And I was thinking, like, that's why he had such revelation. I mean, I was, I was in a service one time with Bill Johnson. He was talking about King David, how he was speaking and had revelation of things that were New Testament stuff. And he was declaring it, and people are going, like, what in the world is he? Because he, he, he was before his time. He was before his time because of, of why? Because he lived his life in such a place of God's presence. And the key, I believe, is he entered into the gates, through those gates of thanksgiving. And it caused, so he, if you read the Psalms, what does David do all the time? He gave thanks. Gave thanks. <laughs> Why don't we do it? Yeah, Lord, we give thanks. Come on, just do it from the abundance of your heart. We give thanks to you, O oh Lord, for everything in our lives, God. Everything, Lord. Not, not because of just the negative things we've been through, but we give thanks because how great you are, how much you love us. We give thanks to you, Jesus. Worthy are you. Worthy of, are you of our thanksgiving, Lord. Oh, this is a good one. Psalm 71, verse 15. My mouth will tell of your righteous acts, of your deeds of salvation all the day, for their number is past my knowledge. Who wrote that one, you know? He, he, he's just going to declare it, coming out of his mouth. Not, not, not to be critical of any of us or any of you, but what's coming out your mouth? Is it complaining? Murmuring. Pastor Bill Johnson's quote that I love, blessings will make you complacent if your heart doesn't stay thankful. That's like mic drop thing, you know. Wow. Your testimony causes you to stay thankful and release an atmosphere where miracles take place. One of the things that we used to do uh, for years is we did a pink slip on the devil and they were testimonies. So, you know, after worship, we'd have somebody that would, they would have a pink slip, and, and they would have the person come up, and they would, they would declare what God did. And what I, what I began to discover, as one person was giving thanksgiving for what God did in their lives, it began to create an atmosphere for the same thing that happened in their lives to happen in somebody else's life. It's the spirit of prophecy. It's the testimony of Jesus. And so, oh, there's so much... Offer to God thanksgiving, adoration, entering to his gates. Hebrews 13, verse 15. Therefore, by him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Amen? So our heart, our mouth, and then the third thing, and the final thing is our attitude. 
our demeanor, our manner, our disposition, our feeling, our position, our expression, our posture, our emotion, and attitude of gratitude. How many know that a lot of times you know people are not being thankful and they're not even saying a word and you're just looking at them going, okay, you know, just body language, they, that look they're giving you, that, and, and just that part of your attitude giving, giving thanks to the Lord. Thanksgiving attracts God. These are three. We don't have time. We could do. But Thanksgiving attracts God. He attracts his presence. It attracts his power. And it attracts his blessings. There's a quote that I read. I, I love. We would worry less if we praised more. Thanksgiving is the enemy of discontent and dissatisfaction. Amen. Amen. But Lord, we just thank you. That you're, you love us enough that you speak to us. And Lord, this is a key. And I, I, I know that it's so easy for us to just dismiss it as such a small thing. But God, I believe it's an enormous thing in the kingdom. God, I pray this week, every day this week, as we, as we in the natural celebrate Thanksgiving, which is nothing wrong with that. But Lord, that in the spiritual, that we would... Celebrate Thanksgiving to our God, to you, Jesus. That you would catch our, our mouth and you would, even the attitudes and the, and the places in our heart where we would just kind of just begin to move into that place that's ungrateful. And it just, I believe, can be such an open door to the enemy. But God, when we release the power of Thanksgiving, the supernatural happens. And God, we're ready for what the world needs. What, what would need to happen in, in this city, in this community, in this state is the supernatural outpouring of God. And part of the key to seeing that happen is becoming a people filled with thanksgiving. We thank you for that, God, in Jesus' name. Let's uh, continue. Just lift your heads to the Lord. If you would close your eyes just for a moment. I want you to see the Lord being thankful for you. The Lord being thankful We live when we take a step of obedience to come before the Lord and walk in His plan and purpose. And what do we discover? Reaction in the spiritual realm that's negative. Today you've been handed a weapon. Pastor Todd gave you a massive weapon to destroy the negative influence of the demonic that comes against you. It is the power of thanksgiving. I feel quickened in my spirit.
with the understanding that the Lord Jesus himself and Father God himself are very thankful for those moments, those decisions where you did not pick up an attitude of defiance. That the Lord's grateful to you. I, I just, I'm not the Lord, but I feel this is unusual, but I sense, I sense Father God wants to say, I'm thankful for just sense that in my spirit. I'm thankful for you. Don't push it away. Let Father God affirm you with the words, I'm thankful for you. your heart and let that ointment of gratitude begin to flow back to Him. I'm going to run a scenario or two, okay? Here's one of them. Everything was going against you. but you trusted the Lord anyway. Hear Father God say, I'm thankful that you put your trust in me when everything was against you. I'm grateful that you chose me over the opinions of men. Somebody praise the Lord with me right now. Here's another scenario where you've been mad at yourself for personal failure and the inability to do what you want to do in serving the Lord. And you've taken an opinion that is more demonic than it is Heavenly Father. I want you to hear Father God say, to you right now in the midst of your struggle I'm thankful that you have not given up that you haven't bowed to the adversary in fact right now where you have had an unthankful heart towards some area of weakness in your own life the Lord's going to lift it out of you right now Because his power, as Todd just preached, releases the miraculous. Go ahead and say, thank you, Lord, for changing this deep attitude inside of me. Release me from captivity to an ungrateful attitude toward myself. Toward myself. Who died and left you judge over your own soul? Nobody. Turn to the Lord and say, I'm so grateful for Jesus taking all of my 
weakness, all of my failure. Thank you, Jesus. But the Lord has drawn the line and he has included you in his circle. You're not on the other side. The other scenario is this. And I'm going to ask those that are going to be up here for prayer, just a few. I will never forget when I was ministered to at a cleansing stream ministry training. And they said, we're going to deal with the power of death. So we repented for participating because death and life are in the power of the tongue. So we repented for participating with words of death. How many of you have spoken words of death? We repented for it. And then the ministry was this, that we would stand before a person who was going to be anointing us and they would unwrap us from the grave clothes like Lazarus. That words that had put us in a place of speaking death over our life. I will never forget this. I was being unwrapped. And this spirit of death came up and it was in my throat. No wonder it had been so hard for me to speak life, to be thankful. felt the resistance of the adversary. You see, negative words had been spoken over me when I was little. And I believed them. And it hindered my ability to be thankful and to speak life. And as they kept unwrapping, I felt this thing dislodge from my throat. And it came out of me. And I've had a capacity to speak life ever since. Let's stand together. If, if you need that ministry today, come forward when I dismiss, okay? And they'll pray over you. Father, I thank you that you're thankful for us. You are so grateful for each person here. And in the midst of every bit of struggle, you're so grateful they have not given up. And today we thank you for the miraculous power. I want everybody here now just to speak gratitude to the Lord, just as Todd led us earlier. Say, thank you, Lord. Just speak it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let your mouth say, thank you, Jesus. Just go ahead and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
for liberating me. Thank you, Lord, for bringing me into wholeness and freedom. Thank you, Lord, for the fullness of your love, the fullness of your salvation, the fullness of your liberty in my life. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for working in me this freedom. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, have got Heather coming up here because we're going to do two things. Go ahead, honey. Just want you to know that we're down here. If you would like to have some further prayer, and if you're sensing that it's just been impossible for you to be thankful, come down and let's seek the Lord on that together. For those of you who've signed up to deck the halls, please make your way to the reception area. And for all the rest of you, if you stay behind and linger, I'll put you to work. Love you, and Which would we'll be wonderful. see you next week. Oh, by the way, we're going to start a series next week, The Revelation of Christmas, and we have some special music. We have and Andrew and Key coming from the church where Todd was. She plays the cello. He plays the man, uh, mandocello, which is like a mandolin that's larger. They're going to lead. They're going to do some a Christmas song. It's another song. How many of you think that a cello in this place is amazing? Thought. Don't miss next Sunday. Oh my gosh, it's going to be wonderful. All right, you're dismissed. Love on each other.